Okay, Boker Tov, we continue in the Gemara Moyakot Machaf Vav Amid Beis. We're still talking about the laws of ripping garments. We're going to be on that for another couple days. So now the next question is Ad Hechan Korea. Until where may, should a person rip his garment and be able to discharge his um, obligation of ripping his garment? Okay, so. This is uh, another brisa. In other words, how far down on the garment should you go uh, when an additional relative dies? Okay, we've already discussed a regular relative. So what point do you begin again at the top with a new garment? Now this whole question is based on the Gemara that's gonna say you gotta rip your garment from the top. So this, this Gemara is assuming you already know the next Gemara that says you start ripping from the top. We didn't, never told you where you're ripping. So now how far do you do when you expand a garment when another relative dies? So just to clarify, you would have one rip from the top of the first one and then yeah. another rip from the top of the second one. No, you continue the rip. That's what I say. At what point do you begin... A, uh, oh, top. at what point do you begin again at the top with a new rib? At the top yeah. of the garment or the top of the end of the old rib? For original rib. Oh, so that's interesting. It would seem it's from the continue of the where you left off because you're always ripping from top down. Right? So let, let's just see from the answer. So first position says, Ad Tibora, until your navel. Okay, so you did the first rib, so now the next rib goes down to the navel. But until his heart. So the question is, so how far have you gone down even the first time? Okay, now, even though there's no proof for this rule, there is a hint to it. It says, it says better to rip your hearts and not your garments. Now, obviously, the real point is you're doing tshuva. It also alludes to the fact that a garment is usually ripped until the heart. Now, what if Higiyalitibura, what if the rip already reached one navel and another relative dies? So what's going on? So we're going according to Tanakama, obviously, to go till the navel. Now, we wouldn't have a question by the heart, because just keep going. But, so now what are you going to say? So the, that's the first point. Ritva notes the previous price also concurs with this view. For it's Tanakama stated if one had rent his garment over the death of a parent, he may later extend it over the death of another relative. Now, parental rent must reach until one's heart. If this is the maximum allowable rip, the extension cannot possibly be valid. So for the Bryce is considering of, ri- of ripping until it reaches the navel. So now what do you do if it reached the navel already? Now you start a new rip. You distance yourself from the one rip, three finger breaths, with the th- three finger breaths, move it over from the first one and rip again from the top. So, uh, therefore, you have to start a whole new one because you can't, right? Because we're trying, I guess, on the same hand. Remember, in those days, they didn't throw out their shirts. 
So it's another question of baltashkes. In other words, you have a mitzvah to rip the garment, but if it's not for a parent, especially not for a parent, then you can fix it. After 30 days, you can fix it. The more you're ripping, the harder it's going to get to fix it. So on the one hand, you're ripping. The ripping here is not kol hamarbe hareze meshubach. The more you rip, the more praiseworthy it is because you're, you're trying to fulfill the mitzvah ripping, but you're not trying to encroach on the prohibition of destruction of a garment. So therefore, we, we try to avoid a second rip, if possible, because you don't want to damage the garment so hard it's going to be hard to repair. Remember, we said already a second rip for uh, another person was a machlokis. Is it three tvachim or one or anything? So you want to be able to make another rip, so you move it over. Now, what if nebuch nismalim elfan? If what if the garment became filled with rips in the front? Many many relatives died. He did one rip. You know, he's, you know. Again, this this can this must assume that people wore garments for a long time. Because how many people die that you have to keep ripping? So if you're from a big family and you're, and you're the youngest, so you could be all your siblings died over course of time. So so now your, your whole front of the garment is filled with rips. There's nowhere else to rip. Where are you gonna? Your morning shirt. So every time that there's a death, they use the same shirt and you keep ripping. Keep it in the closet until the next one. So, we use certain words that didn't exist in those times. Yes, I mean, you know, he was just asking me, Daniel uh, was asking me the question. Shulchan Aruch says, for example, when you change, when you get dressed in the morning, you should get dressed under the sheets. It should be totally covered. So, um, so he says, is that halacha we do today or not? So I said, well, it depends a lot on your spiritual profile. But Ramosha said that, a, that your bedroom is considered like a, like a washroom when it comes to that. So you don't have to worry about that. So he's looking at me funny. So I said, well, you have to understand, uh, 200 years ago, what was your house? Maybe this big? The whole house. Maybe, maybe. So you changed in the place where you ate, the place where you learned Torah, everything. So there it made sense. You covered yourself up because that was your whole room. But nowadays, <laughs> we got so many rooms, we don't know what to do with them sometimes. So, okay, so this is your, the, your bedroom is your, and especially now we have en suites and all that. So it's like, it's like an extended, extended bathroom, so to speak. So the same thing over here, you know, you're assuming, oh, you got a closet, you put, why, why would you have more than one clothing? Where would you put the second item you got? Okay, okay, one more for Shabbos. Okay, but where? There's no space, there's no such ideas. You do any of the, uh, the old, uh, what do you call you In Israel, you go to the tours of the ancients. They say, oh, here was the closet. <laughs> you know, so therefore, like, it was, we, we have to appreciate the wealth that we have. So therefore, yeah, you got a garment and you're using it long term. Anyway, so what do you do? Machzir al-Akhrav. You take the part that's ripped. Let's say you got a toga. Turn it around. So behind you are the ribs. And now, 
you start ripping now in the front because the front is clear. Okay. What if the smala milamala, what if it became filled with rips on the top? You can flip it upside down and rip it from the back. Okay. You have to remember, people died a lot. This was not. It's like a toga. So you mean after inverting it, he alters it so there's a fitted opening for the neck. You have to alter it. And he may then rip it. The red portion is now that is on the bottom may not be mended. Okay, that's the bottom part. Now, but on the other hand, now why are we so worried about this? Because Vahakorea Milamata, if your initial ripping or any ripping is from the bottom where people don't really look so low, Uminat study, but let's say on the sides or in the back, lo yes, you have not fulfilled your obligation at all. So you got to remember when they say to them, so we're looking, what are you talking about? Tilt the navel. Let's ready your pants. They didn't wear pants. It's a long toga. So in other words, you can rip, rip, rip till the navel. Now the toga goes all the way down here. But you, if you keep ripping low, that's below the belt. And that's considered from the bottom. And ripping the bottom doesn't help. Okay, life is so much easier now, right? Okay, however, there is an exception to the rule. Elokoyen shekoyen godol pores milamata. A coin godol, when his relative dies, he rips the garment on the bottom. It's not because the rip is a valid one. To the contrary, the Torah expressly forbids the coin to rip his garment. Rather, he tears the bottom of his garment to express his sorrow while technically adhering to the position against ripping. A coin cannot rip his garment garments. So if ripping from the bottom is not considered a halachic ripping. So in other words we have a very interesting idea. It comes out the ripping fulfills two things. One thing is to express his sorrow and one is to show a demonstrative act of ripping the garment. So when you're doing it from the bottom that's not a demonstrative act of ripping the garment. However you are able to express your sorrow with that. Okay, now that statement, now the more focus is when a second relative dies, can you add to a previous one? Now, we already discussed that you can. So we'll, we'll see what's going on over here. Pligibar of Masna There's a machlokes in this issue. We seem to say only one opinion. Or says, no, there's really machlokes. Vitervai and both of them, they're quoting, they're debating the, the accuracy. Mishmei Davu Adeshmovalevi. The names of the opinion of Shmuel's father and Levi. In other words, one of them said his opinion in the name of Shmuel's father, and one of them in the name of Levi. But what did they say? Chadomar one says like this: Call Shiva Korea. If a second relative's death is reported any time during the Shiva for the first person, in other words, you, you're you're sitting Shiva for person number one. You've ripped one garment, so now. Call Shiva Kura, you must rip his garment anew. Okay, meaning say a new rip, a totally separate rip. You rip for one, you still learn Shiva, another person died, you rip a separate rip. La'achar Shiva, but after Shiva, Mosif, you can add to the existing one. Okay, now, more later is going to have to explain why the rip may not be extended 
if one learns of the second relatives during the shiva for the first one, what's the difference? But that's his halacha. The Chadamar, one says like this, no, call shloishim, the whole 30 days, Korea, you must make a separate rip. After 30 days, your first 30 days for the first morning is over, then most of you can ask, you can add. So it's a machlokas, is seven days the cutoff point where we make a difference, or 30 days the cutoff point we make a difference. So now, Maskivla Rabzeira, so the first opinion, there's a question, Rabzeira asks, Manda Amar Kol Shiva Korea, one who says that if you hear the second report during the person's first shiva, you have to make a new rip. Am I? Why is that so you make another rib? Uh, you must say, You have to say it's because permission has not yet been granted to baste the original rib. Right? Since you're not allowed to baste it, so if you extend it, it wouldn't really be considered a new rib. Why? Well, let's put it this way. When you've got a rib... You know, if you just rip a little more, how does it even look like you made a second rip, right? If you can baste it already, now that's a whole different story. Remember, we learned that the rip that was made over the death of a relative may not be repaired at all during the shiva period. So if you're going to extend the rip during that period, it's not deemed to making a new tear, just simply enlarging the one that's that's torn. So if you're not discharging your obligation of making any new rip, but after the shiva, what has he done? He's basted the original rip. So if he tears apart the basting and adds a little to the size of the previous rip, it's obvious he's ripping over another relative. That becomes the difference. Obviously, people were basting their rips. Because what are you going to do? Remember, when you're when you're regular working on the farm and you ripped your garment by mistake, what would they do? They baste it. So you think, oh, now you're going to go, remember, you only got that one shirt. <laughs> so you're going to go without a basted shirt. So after either seven or 30 days, depending what, so after seven days, you can baste it back. So now, if another morning takes place, you undo the baste. Now it's being removed and cut a little bit more. So now a person sees what was basted before. Now it's ripped again, and you ripped a little more. It looks like you've done that. Okay, so that's why there's a difference. Okay, so that's, and I guess the same thing would be the whole the other opinion after 30 days. Elohad, Amar Mar, but wait a minute, the master also said earlier, we said, Ha'isha shoylelo sole alter, a woman can base her rip immediately, even during the shiva. So why can't she add even during the shiva? You said after, can't do anything during the shiva. What about a woman? A woman can base right away. If she can base right away, then why can't she rip right away? The answer is hachinami. The reason it's it's indeed so. You're right. If she receives a report of a death during the shiva, she just have, wouldn't she have to just um, make it further? But it was said, no, it seems everybody, man and lady. So what's going on? So the obvious answer is, Hasamishum covered issue. There it's because of woman's dignity. For Tznias, we allow her to base the thing right away. It's not because she mourns less than when a man does, right? So she's no more entitled than a man to extend the original rip. In other words, it's, it's, it's not sneeze for her. So therefore, from the perspective of the wars of mourning, 
it's considered she has no permission to baste it. In other words, the real question is, why don't you just extend it? The answer is we can't extend. We have to make a different rib so it looks like a different rib. Why? Because if you can't baste at all, it doesn't look like you did anything special. If you ask, I, a woman, bastes, she's only basting for modesty. It's not like that's the halacha that you can baste it. Really, you can't baste it. And therefore, you have to make another rib for that as well. So now we go to the mandomer who says, it's a 30 day is the window. So now, mandomer calls shloishim korea. One says the first 30 days you have to rip in a separate place. Am I? Why do we say that? Remember, what did we say? For a regular relative, first seven days you can't do anything to that rip. After seven days until 30 days, you can baste it. What about after 30 days? You could sew it completely back for a regular relative, not for a parent. So therefore, he's going to say like this, because he must say that you can't fully repair it until after 30 days. Okay? And therefore, I guess he is saying that only after you can perfectly fix it, then you can rip again. It'll be easier to rip it. Remember, if you've mended it, still mended but it's a lot easier to rip a second time because you're just going to rip against the newly created seam so therefore the first opinion says once it's basted it's like it's fixed so now a new rip could be considered a new rip on a previous on a basted part and going further the second opinion says no basted still considered ripped according to him so you can't do anything for 30 days. 30 days, you can already sew it back nicely. So now after 30 days, you can go back to the place you did it nicely, rip that, and then go a little bit lower. When it's basted, it's like loose. Yeah, it's like, yes. Yeah, so in other words, the, the two halves are together, right. but not solid. Right, so if you took a scissors and just cut the I don't think it would really matter because the thing was completed. I, it depends. If it's easy, just rip. If it be too hard, then you have to cut it open. It depends on the person's strength. The actual act of ripping or if you... I guess if you're cutting the thread... Well, really, the, the real act would be the extension. Oh, okay. But we, but, but how does it look like the extension is a brand new rip, right? So only when it's basted can any rip look like a new rip. So, so do you technically have to rip the basted part? Yeah, I was gonna say that because well, it would look more like a new rip if you left the basted part together. If you rip from the end of the basting further down, someone can see, oh, this was a previous rip because it's basic. Now that's all rip, they won't But you got to stop, no, 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 here's the problem, Shelly. You got to start from the top. Remember, we said when you rip, you have to start from the top. The basting is from the top. Okay. Now, if you want to start from a new place, you can, but again, they don't want to make the clothing overly damaged. So when it's basted, it's system machlokas. It's basted considered. Now it's cut complete, and now when I open up the basting, it's considered I'm opening up from the top, right? So here's the point: you got to open up from the top, and for the second one, it's got to look more than what you had before. 
If I just open, you could ask like this, well, for the second one, just open up the base thing. Yeah, but you really didn't rip anything. And then people are going to think, oh, I guess you just left the original rip from the first relative. So now what you got to do is, by the end of it, the day, it's got to look more than what after the first ripping. But you, but you were saying just start from here, but you got to start from the top. So when you got to start from the top, you have to remove the base thing. But then he has to add to show that it's something new that happened. So that's according to the first opinion. It was for a relative where you could mend it after 30 days. Or Still, you would start from the top. You have to rip where and rip again further? Yeah, yeah. Like a brand new shirt. Well, it's not brand new. It still, it still was fixed. You see what the vice team looks like, and where the new tail is, you'd be able to. No, but when you but even permanent isn't isn't perfect. It's still a seam. Now look, look. Do you have any seams in your shirt? No. Let's say now here I got a seam on my shirt. Right? People can see the seam. Okay, it's still a lot better. But now, when you're ripping, you got to rip from the top, and you rip, and you add on from the seam. Okay. Now, so now, so now we're in the mandamer of thirty days. So the one where it says thirty days is it's even if it's uh, has to be when it's uh, completely sewn better together. I we have a problem according to that opinion, though. That seems all the time that's okay. But wait a minute, that only will work for regular relatives. By parents, you never can fix it permanently. So now the Gemara asks, Ella, if that's the case, when you already ripped the first time for a father and mother, you're going to have to, uh, you can never mend it. You're going to say the same idea? That uh, you're going to, how are you going to be able to just extend it? It doesn't look like, you know, you're never allowed to uh, fix it at all. So what are you going to do? So Gamora answers, Hossam, again, there we do it, Mishum covered Avi V'imahu. It's only because of the honor of the parents. In other words, normally he says you can only rip on that which was completely mended. He's saying, yeah, but here with the parent, since you can't completely mend, and the best you can do is based, because it's honoring your parents, so therefore, when you just rip even just the basting, that would be considered a good enough ripping, even though normally that doesn't work. Okay, next point. Here's an interesting one. What if the guy doesn't want to rip new for this new relative? He's going to go with the old rip and the mate wants everyone to think that that was a new rip that he made. All right? For whatever reason. I guess he doesn't want to rip more. So it, so not everybody knows. So, so it's Tanarban. Hayoitzei. Bebeget Karulaf Nemes. What if you go out with a ripped garment before the deceased? It's like you stole from the deceased and the living. In other words, you attend a funeral in a garment that was previously ripped. You're robbing the living because he deceived them into thinking he ripped his garment over the deceased. He's robbing the deceased since he doesn't make a new rip for them in their honor. The latter pertains to a relative of the deceased who's obligated to rip his garment. Besides neglecting to fulfill his obligation, he is deemed to be robbing his deceased kinsman of proper honor. Alternately, it may refer to any person since he degrades the deceased by acting as though he's ripped his garment. <laughs> what if, oh, no, sh- sh- uh, whatever, Plony Almoni died, he comes ripped. Wow, he's really giving him honor. Look at that. 
So therefore, Shelley, you wouldn't have your uh, your mourning garment that's already ripped. Oh, I go to all funerals with a ripped garment. No, if it's not a person you would rip for, then don't fool everybody. It's like Geneva Hadassah from the dead. The what? Geneva Hadassah. Yes, uh, exactly. Ex- well, but you can't fool them, though. That's the difference. You're fooling the living people, but the dead knows. Ah, I always knew you were a creep. Okay. Anyway, here comes an interesting case. Maybe you want to get out of it. You know what you do? You go, you borrow somebody else's garment. Okay, what will that affect? If Shem Gamliel Omer, Ha'omer lechaveir of Geis tells his friend, Hashileni chalucha, lend me your cloak. Ve'eleich, I will go. Ve'kaber es Abba shuchola, and I will go to visit my father who va'avaker. I will visit my father who's sick. But then, va'halach, he came u'matzah shemesh, and he dies. So now, according to the root halacha, you're supposed to rip right then and there. Of course, as opinions say, you could rip later. Well, what do you do? You got a chiyav to rip, but it's not yours. Yeah, it has to be your own. No, who says it has to be your own? The only question is, if it's not yours, what gives you the right to rip it? There's two separate halachas. There's halacha of kavod mace, and there's halacha of damages. So you have two conflicting halachas. You're not allowed to rip somebody else's garment with, unless you have permission. He doesn't have permission. On the other hand, you have to rip the garment you're wearing. So what do you do? So, Korea, you rip it, Uma'acho, and then you mend it. Okay? He's allowed to rip the borrowed cloak because by lending it him for the purpose of visiting an ill, remember he told him he was ill. Ill means he could die. So that means you got permission in case you're going to need it. It's an unspoken but assumed permission. And although he's normally not allowed to mend what was ripped for his father, here he's allowed to because the guy who allowed him to rip the garment was only said he would not be embarrassed by being forced to wear an unripped garment. But he didn't give permission to inflict permanent damage. In other words, when you tell a guy, I have to visit my father, it's very sick. And, you know, I, I, I can't look like and I got really dirty clothing. Can I have a nice piece of garment? He says, yeah. Okay, I understand he may die. Well, he has you, may ha- you may have to rip it, but if you're going to rip it, like fix it up really nice afterwards so I don't have to worry about it. Well, why wouldn't he be obligated just to replace it? I mean, he's got the money. Yeah, Shelly, still living in the 21st century. The guy, people just have hand to mouth. Why is this other he guy doesn't have a garment with a... With a He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I'm telling you, we we, we, we are so <clears throat> not a it's not a fault. It's just you gotta realize, you know, you wouldn't go with a shirt that's dirty, would you? No. But they did. I'm I'm, I'm saying but they, it was a whole different world. Like we're stylish and this and you know, they even we have buttons here. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, but they're like, come on. It's, you got something, to, if you have something to cover your loins, then that's okay. All right? So now you just, now, wait a minute. So now, ooh, we did not finish. So when he comes home, he gives him back the cloak. 
Venosan lo caro, and you pay him for the depreciation of that. Oh, even though he had permission to rip it, implicit, he got to pay for the damage. If he says, even if he says specifically, you can tear my garment, the owner who tears it is liable unless he says, and you will be exempt. Now that's if he told him he's going to the hospital and the guy knows in advance that could happen. But what if the guy didn't tell him he's going to the hospital? He's unbarring a garment. Under those circumstances, he cannot even touch it because he was not given any permission to do that. Okay, now, two more lines to get to the two dots. We learned in Urbaisa, let's say there's an ill person. Now, and what happened? A relative of the ill person has died. Okay? Now, the question is, what's going to happen if you, you, what you normally should do is tell the ill person, and then he would rip his garment. But the ill person is sick. You tell him this news, he could die from it. So what do you do then? So, ain modian also shames. Do not tell the guy that the relative died. Why? Shem a teacher of daitov, his mind can be all confused from it, or even worse. That's point number one. Point number two, ain makar and we don't rip our garments in his presence. Because again, he's going to know it's going to be very distressing. And also, umishaskim and we silence the women from lamenting in his presence. In other words, all these things, we don't inform a sick person, don't do things that could agitate him, and Nebuchadnezzar could get worse. Next point, similar laws, and we rip a garment for a minor whose relative has died. In other words, a six-year-old kid, his father died. We rip his garment, right? Now, does the kid really have to rip his garment? It depends. If he's old enough to be a chinuch, to educate him, then he has a rabbinic obligation to rip his garment. Let's say he's three years old. He doesn't understand what's going on. My mommy died. He doesn't understand what that means. We still rip the garment. Why? To cause grief. Grief for who? The other relatives. It was three-year-old kid is going with a ripped garment. So it's not that the kid, it's not that the kid's fulfilling any mitzvah, but it's a great grief for everybody else. Similarly, and we don't hold like this necessarily, and you rip your garment over the death of a person's father-in-law, his mother-in-law, for the honor of his wife. We don't paskin like that. For Amar of Papa, and Rav Papa said, we learned in a tractate called Evil Raboisai, which is now called Smachas. A mourner should not place a child in his lap, which is sitting Shiva. And now they said, and they want to make the person feel, okay, here, here, your granddaughter, your one year old granddaughter's here coming into the Shiva house, and you put it on the mourner's lap. We don't do that. That brings laughter. And that will be a disgrace before people. And that's an important halacha. We do not bring little children, like babies, to a shiva house. And let's say you're doing a shiva call, and you're, and you're a young married woman, and you, and you have a baby with you. So what are you going to do? I'm going to have to bring the baby to the shiva house. You don't do it. 
because number one, it, it's a big distraction. Everyone says, look how cute the baby is. And we're not focused on mourning, especially if even it's a, if a baby of a relative who is sitting Shiva, you say, no, you don't bring a little baby to a Shiva house. Okay, we're at the two dots. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Oh, I got to turn it off.